everyone, I'm Katie Aldrin. And I'm Sam Charleston. And this week on the most dramatic Bachelor podcast yet, it's the season finale of Nick Vile's season as The Bachelor. Sam, now I know it's been a couple days since you've watched the finale, but what would you say just like your emotion was at the end of the season? Um... I would say I felt very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you are you speaking mostly at the um, after the final rose AFR? Yeah. I, I don't find the season finales usually to be very uh, particularly satisfying or, you know, about like love. <laughs> Sam, what do you like about <laughs> The Bachelor? You know. <laughs> Just imagine it's your perfect season of The Bachelor. Just, like, what happens? Like, what elements are in it? I don't know. I mean, I really liked the uh, first few seasons I watched. Like, I think the Keelan season was obviously mm-hmm. very exciting. I think the thing that I'm drawn to the most, and is, like, the, for me, and I think a lot of people, is, like, the most interesting part of the show is, I mean, it's sort of, like, this weird, like, torture aspect. You know, the <laughs> theater of cruelty as, you know, our toe, like, laid out, like, around the turn of the century. There's two sides. One, I guess, is that I think that, it, you know, people like to watch everyone kind of being tortured mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people kind of breaking down and being pushed, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's the fundamental appeal of all reality television and, mm-hmm. like, most game shows, too. I mean, it's like you want to go – it's, like, not interesting if someone goes on Shark Tank and just gives their pitch. Like, you want to see, you know, when they're kind of – they crack or you also want to see how the sharks, like, get competitive with each other, which is mm-hmm. not, like, a normal – situation you know there's like a it's like wrestling's funny there's like a catharsis because you're expecting one thing based on like society's like expectations and the status quo but then like a separate thing gets delivered to you mm-hmm. it's like a truer thing and you said there's a second aspect i mean the second aspect i think what is now you know having now watched a few seasons of it becoming less appealing i think is for a while it was fun to watch uh and figure out how like the show worked because it's obviously it. a very popular show yeah. And it's very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. And I think it is still fun to try to guess what, you know, what was edited and, what you know, peek behind the curtain. What were the producers trying to do here? And, like, how do they tell stories when they, you know, there aren't writers sitting down in a room necessarily writing Mm -hmm. scripts. But there are, you know, people who are writing a narrative through editing and, you know, through emotional manipulation. Like, basically the unreal side of it. You're like, oh, like, I'm smarter than this because I can see through it. You know, like, oh, like... We all are in, like, a game watching this because we can guess, like, what actually happened, you know? So do you think that Nick's season did not have those two elements? That there weren't enough people being tortured and uh, there wasn't enough opportunity to peek behind the curtain? Because I would say on its face it had a lot of both of those things. I think that it had a lot of opportunity to peek behind the curtain, but to the damage of the first thing, which is that I really Mm -hmm. don't think that, like, were there how many like really authentic moments were there like in the whole season or like shocking even like provocative moments like there there was this weird semi villain in Corinne mm-hmm. who was both a villain and then a hero but never really went on any kind of change or journey a clear like a better more interesting job was done like on Taylor I think who like presented as being you know very like smart and forthright and then it was kind of like torn down yeah torn down like yeah. kind of pressure cooked and then I also think that. To the detriment of the season that Vanessa also, I think there was probably a chance to go deeper into her arc there. Obviously, mm-hmm. she was someone who was not really liked by other people. Yeah. She did seem, you know, at times, you know, um, made people uncomfortable, you know, was kind of obnoxious. Was very sure, certain about her ranking, you know, going mm-hmm. through the whole season until kind of the last couple episodes. But we never really got to see that kind of fall apart. Yeah. Unfortunately. And probably the biggest problem of all, and then I'll stop ranting. Uh 
Nick himself, who, you know, having done it so many times, I think was basically uh, invulnerable to any of, like, their machinations. Like, his whole thing in every season he did before this also was, like, being able to kind of play this game where Mm -hmm. he would, would, you know, kind of, like, mock the other, you know, he'd be kind of distance himself from other guys and be, like, a semi-villain, but he's, like, likable. He's, like, I think he's a very good manipulator. Yeah. And I don't really know if he ever really thought that, you know, Andy or Caitlin... And he, like, if he, he, he was the one that they loved the most, or that he really loved them, whatever that means. But I'm sure he thought that he was the winner. You know, I'm sure he thought both times that he had won the game of mm-hmm. it, because he, he's really good at playing games with people, as we yeah. see on the show many times. And I think ultimately, like, yeah, he, he, maybe he won the game of being the bachelor by picking someone who, but mm-hmm. it's not like Nick was going to pick, like, some, like, party girl who didn't have a job, you know? Like, was just, like, here to be, like, an Instagram model. Like, he picked someone who, like, uh, the facts of her are also very, like, appealing, I think, to be, like, you when you're like, oh, like, this could be, like, a really good, like, wife and, like, you know, bachelor final person mm-hmm. to pick. What did you, I mean, what did you think about this season? And did it meet the ex- the things that you like about the show? Um, You know, I think you did a pretty good job describing what people generally like about the show, I would add that on a good season of The Bachelor, you do believe the couple to an extent. Like Caitlin and Sean. Like, it's not like you have to believe that these people have no ulterior motives of being on TV or setting up, you know, their style blogs or whatever. But aside from that, you know, like, two style bloggers can legitimately find love or or at least a relationship that can continue after the show. And to me, if that is completely absent then it's not interesting to watch. And I think that is what I felt the season was lacking, was that the whole season, it never really seemed like the girls were that upset to leave. It never really seemed like Nick liked anyone besides Vanessa and maybe Corinne. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's true, because also, you know, the show itself in the After the Final Rose basically acknowledged that too. I mean, they devoted, like, almost the whole last half of the After the Final Rose to... Rachel and basically starting the new season. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which like, there's a reason why that never happens. Is because like people generally want like a little more like closure. I think from like the season. Yeah. But they're like just like I mean that they had to get people distracted from how bad a season this was. It is interesting how like unscripted shows like the thing that you want is for like the couple you like to get together or you know some plot point that you really want to see and like the writers know that you don't actually want to see that so they have to like put it off you know, until the very last second. And on The Bachelor, what I thought I really wanted to see was Nick and someone who'd been in the franchise a long time. Um, You know, on MTV reality shows, there are people who are career reality stars who go on the challenge, like, you know, five times. And those shows only get better the more that you know everyone. And so I thought that's what I wanted, and I got it. And then I realized it wasn't what I wanted at all, because I think what you said was, absolutely right that like he has just been like changed by the process he's been made invulnerable by the process of being on all these seasons so that it's not you know it's not someone getting brought in who can be torn down it's like yeah i mean that's what's interesting by the end of the season it was like i was just excited to see like his family again i mean it's just like it's weird now having gone through so much time with nick like do you like him still I don't know. See, I feel like after having watched this whole season, like, I don't think I know Nick any better. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a problem. And on previous seasons of the show, like, I think you do get some sort of insight into someone. Yeah. Because on, also on other seasons of the show, the problem, like, 
lies like within the bachelor bachelorette like ben worrying about not being lovable is like a problem within himself that like the show provides a journey for him to fix you know but like nick being worried about getting rejected on national television it's just like 10 episodes of you being in suspense about whether or not that's going to happen. It's not like he learns anything about why he was rejected on national television and tries to fix it. It's like... He also really has never, you know, admitted kind of any, like, character deficiency. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it is very, like, external. It's like, you know, he was... Play kind of played a fool. I mean, that's what he said after the Caitlyn direction. Like, yeah, I'm the biggest fool in the world. It's like he's there's nothing wrong with him. Like he's like kind of the guy who's you know he he doesn't have to change or anything for anybody. It's yeah, just like it's just like a matter of time before he can get through this system until you know he can be on the Bachelor. Yeah, so I I think it's smart that with Rachel they've started to already craft this narrative of like she doesn't let herself open up and like is she going to do that i think that makes for a story for the season that's a lot stronger yeah i think also that i think i mean you know this is something that they'll you know have to be dealing with you know next season next few seasons but i feel like now that there is like this cottage industry of them all being to like make some money in like a real way Mm -hmm. like on instagram and everything i feel like you're gonna get more like Sarah's and Christina's and like maybe some more like Ashley eyes, but you will get like fewer like Kelsey pose. Do you know what I mean? Like there's less, like mm-hmm. what's the, how, like, like everyone, you know, they want to keep making money, but like a real, like an actual like villain or, you know, weird character that's like shocking to see. Like those aren't the people who would even necessarily be getting like Instagram followers. Like I feel like once you're getting yeah. Instagram followers and doing all that, or even, like, the way that like, JJ functioned, and obviously he's, you know, benefited from the show, mm-hmm. he went back on and stuff, but he's not, like, out there, like, hawking products. Like, I don't really think necessarily, you know, I mean, he probably would have, like, an audience, but once he started doing that, he wouldn't really able to be able to be, like, his personality anymore, like, the like, whatever he was doing, like, yeah. it's kind of antithetical to, like, Bennett, you know, cashing out on the system, because he was kind of playing the system, playing, like, against yeah. it. I would just say, like, I think of the, the casting, and, you know, who knows why... Maybe it was, like, late in the season, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there really weren't that many interesting people, I think. I think what you're saying is right. It'd be interesting to know about, like, how they go about finding these women, particularly when, you know, we're at a time where there is more incentive to be on the show yeah. for reasons other to find love or just to, like, for the, um like, fun experience of being on TV. You know, it's not like Evan thought going in he'd be, like, some instagram person maybe they need like like, a season of the bachelor where like everyone's already a millionaire yeah or just like people are i don't know maybe they're older or they're not it's just like wait so is there anything we want to talk about in the actual episode like what's our like structure of this thing talking about so they're still in finland and uh so his family comes to visit and we get nick's mom who uh you know i think she's officially like the saddest woman in america now after this it looked like she was like permanently had, like, mascara running under her eyes. <laughs> like, I just, like, so t- terrible. I mean, she, the Nick's family seems, like, very, like, invested in, like, Nick not being, like, heartbroken again. In a way that I find strange because we've never really seen Nick be, like, so heartbroken, I guess. But maybe in real life he was, like, actually sad. But clearly yeah. not sad enough not to do it many more times, so. Yeah. I was, I'm surprised that, you know, he has so many siblings. I think it's, like, he's one of 11, maybe. <laughs> And I thought it was strange that none of his siblings have tried to be on The Bachelor. Though I guess with how Nick's experience went, maybe that's the answer. Yeah. 
They also, as you pointed out, all his siblings and family members do sort of look like They Nick. look exactly like him. It's just like a room of Nick's staring <laughs> with different haircuts at each it's other. It's like uh, the Crunks and like Nutty Professor. <laughs> um, so Raven comes over first and they have like a very pleasant, you know, friendly visit. Bella said she hasn't met the other um, woman that Nick is deciding between. And Raven says, you're not going to like her. <laughs> Which further goes to show Raven's awesome. And also Vanessa's terrible. Uh, and so Vanessa does come next, and it seems, like, awkward for a second, and then maybe they all hate her, but then they all start to cry and get along. Yeah. And it becomes, like, a really, like, intense visit, I thought, which was sort of like when Nick went to meet Vanessa's family, too. Vanessa sits down with Nick's dad and asks if love is enough to sustain a relationship, and Nick's dad gives, like, a very kind of heartwarming speech I thought was, like, the only kind of real emotional core of the relationship, which is that, of the episode, <laughs> which is that Lisa's love isn't enough, it's sacrifice, it's commitment. It's selflessness. And then Nick's dad starts to cry. And then Vanessa cries too. And Vanessa's crying. She says, I just never thought I'd meet someone like your son. So that was pretty sad. Yeah. Then Nick and Vanessa go into the woods and they see Santa Claus. Yeah. They meet Santa, which I'll say probably the only thing uh, faker than Santa Claus is The Bachelor. So (laughs) (laughs) it's great that these two franchises finally came together. It was like, I just don't understand why they met santa claus like it was like oh I mean, they're bringing us back to our Finland, to so. our childhood days but like they're about to do the most adult thing ever which is like get married i know i mean what else are they supposed to do like in like lapland <laughs> i don't know but couldn't santa have come like before the overnight dates or something and gave them a different kind of gift if you know what i mean condoms <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was stupid, but it was really weird. Vanessa seemed really excited about it, though, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Like, maybe she still believes in Santa. I think Vanessa's crazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, she's definitely crazy, because it seems like she... And she kind of admits this on After Final Rose. It really seems during this episode like she's never seen The Bachelor before. Like, she keeps being... She's, like, struggling with the idea that she's, like... If I say yes, like, will I be okay with accepting all of this? Like, that, you know, Nick has gone through all these different women, and then she's upset, like, oh, are you only going to choose me because you like me slightly more than, like, someone else? And you just got to wonder, you know, Vanessa, like, why Why did you come do this? <laughs> like, why? Because she wants to be an actress. Well, I saw a thing somewhere, an interview that she gave, where she was like, I mean, that we found out also that Blue Mountain State shot in Montreal, and she said it was just a thing that she did, like, for, like, a day in, like, a, over the summer. Um, I know someone who also appeared on a TV show uh, very briefly that hasn't been released yet, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they also didn't, like, have any speaking lines, and, uh, you know, it was just very convenient, just seemed like a fun thing to do. And uh, I don't think that she wants to be an actress. <laughs> He's talking about me. I definitely do not want to be an actress. But, sorry, but I have an exhibit B for you regarding Vanessa and her desire to be in entertainment. Okay, so just one second. So I brought my computer in here. Oh, my God. In addition to being an extra on Blue Mountain State, which does shoot in Montreal, so we know that she didn't, you know, necessarily, like, hop back and forth to Los Angeles. She used to be a video podcast host for Gameloft Podcasts. Here is an episode. And tell me if you think someone who didn't have aspirations for something better than this would do it. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Hey, guys. I'm Vanessa, and I just wanted to say that I couldn't be more excited to be here. 
So thank you guys for tuning in. We've got a great show ahead of us, and I really hope you enjoy it. That was amazing. <laughs> I know. Technology. That video podcast was only three years ago. And I just, I understand, you know, the appeal of if you have some connection to a show, just being an extra on it just to see what it's like. But I think. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, podcast, you never, you never ho- try to host a podcast. I've never so. tried. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would never try to host a video podcast about something that I probably had no interest in and had to memorize lines and do dumb skits that was not the only skit in the episode i'm just saying that while i respect all the work that vanessa has done as a special needs teacher there seems to be sufficient evidence to point to the possibility that she did and perhaps maybe still does have interest in other things i've probably look i think that that's probably true in the same way that most people are interested in you know other things but i would say that part of what is i found i mean the thing that i found to dislike about vanessa in this episode and kind of throughout the season is really just like her seem to really lacking understanding like what she's doing and i mean maybe that is bringing it maybe that is just like false like an act but like she's talked she spends her whole time talking to nick about how it's like so like uh, this isn't like ro- the romantic to be like engaged to like this way and it's like why are you doing this? I don't know. I just feel like someone who like really wanted to use this as like to jumpstart her career back into like entertainment would like try to present herself as like more like likable, like sympathetic, or maybe she's just the worst actor like in the world. But it's like, don't you think if so, if she, her big plan was to, like get on the bachelor and then like, you know, win it or wouldn't she try to become the bachelorette or like at least have watched the bachelor before? I mean, she, I like don't think that she understood like what the final episode was like. I don't know. And she said she'd never watched a whole season before. I mean, I believe that she never watched a whole season every single episode. She definitely seen she, I mean, she probably seen, it. like, the limos, but, like... I don't know. I don't know. You know, we don't have evidence suggesting one way or the other on that besides what we saw in the episode. <laughs> you don't have more but evidence. <laughs> that video podcast, that's a lot. It's a lot. It was a lot. Anyway, so that was their date, Vanessa and Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, former podcast, video podcast host, Vanessa. Uh, and then Raven and Nick have a date, which is, like, very, you know, sweet and simple. They go, like, ice skating, and um, I can't really say anything happens. But Nick is very good at ice skating, I thought. He, like, lifted her up and, you know, was spinning around. And maybe after Dancing with the Stars, he can go on skating with celebrities. That's what I have to say. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, so we go into, like, the proposals, and... You know, they try to make it seem like Nick thinks Vanessa might say no, but uh, it's not, you know, it's obviously nowhere near convincing enough. I mean, honestly, I stopped taking notes at this point, but I remember what happened. Yeah, and so he tells Raven no, 
she doesn't really seem upset at all in the moment. No, because she did not As they say later, like I mean, him. after the rose ceremony, she, she's very stoic. It's the word that Chris Harrison used like 10 times. But it was so strange because, I mean, that moment on the AFR was like, it was just very Hunger Games-y where they brought her on to be like, yeah, people might have been confused by your reaction, but like, please explain it. Like, yeah. please give us some reason to think that you actually did like Nick. they did sort of the same thing with Rachel on the Women Tell All. They yeah. were like, people might have been confused by your exit. So like... Yeah, give us more. It was... You know, they just, like, drew it out of them. I mean, not just to skip ahead, but that the AFR was, like, probably the most... Since Caitlyn's, you know, AFR, obviously, like, the most, like, Caesar Flickerman kind of AFR, where it was, like... Yeah. Chris Harrison seemed, like, not happy. Everyone seemed, like, very dour. And, like, he was kept repeating, like, the same couple phrases, like, over and over again. Like, her being stoic and, like... Them being like, oh, he was like, you really trust, you have to trust us. Like, this process, you know, it, it really works. It does. Like, it was, like, sort of desperate. It's kind of strange because the times when Chris Harrison, I feel like, gets more screen time is when something kind of goes off the rails a little yeah. bit. So you would think, like, it's not his job to corral everyone. Like, you would think that he would be leaning into that kind of stuff as opposed to seeming so upset. Right, but it's like, this isn't off the rails in, like, a, good, in a positive way, you know? Because this kind of off the rails is... The show wants to make it seem like, you know, these people are really there to find love and they're going to find love, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, um, that's the surface level yeah. of the show. People watching it, most people watching it, like, obviously, you know, aren't necessarily thinking that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, I mean, probably some people are. But there's also yeah. a big portion of the audience that isn't really there necessarily for, like, finding love. There's, like, a, the sincerity of it is almost impossible, especially now, 20 seasons in, with only one couple married from The Bachelor. I mean, that's why I think that he had to really do all this kind of scrambling, because it's, like, a more, like, a savvier show, maybe, would be, like, more excited to, I don't know, poke at Vanessa Nick more. But he also was. I mean, it was just a really weird hour. It's honestly, like, for me, like, what my ideal, like, year of Bachelor Nation would be, it would be, like, one season of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and then bring back Bachelor Pad, which is, like, more like a competition show. It's just, like, I don't need this many, you know, insincere people constantly pumped into the Bachelor world. Like, I'd, since I've been watching for a while, I'd rather just see people, you know, catch up with people, like, see what they're doing now. Like, yeah, just do that instead of meeting a bunch of new Sarahs and a bunch of new Astrids and... Here's what I th- here's a different not to get off that track, but that brings up something that I you know been thinking about, which is that I think that part of what you are feeling and reacting to is there is like a natural shelf life I think for Bachelor viewer, and mm-hmm. I think that we I think we may be reaching the point of diminishing returns. Don't here, say that. Which is that. The show's been on for 20 years, you know, 20 seasons. There's only so much that can be done. Well, I think that once you watch it for long enough, you just realize what a waste of time it is, almost. (laughs) Yeah. Because the premise of it is, like, it's fake. Like, it's not even that, like, there's, I think there's the initial watching where you're like, oh, like, this is fake. This is dumb. Oh, but it's, like, fun. Like, oh, they probably don't really, you know, these people are acting, you know, it's a reality show. You know, people are just, they're saying things. It's written, you know, it's like an artifice. But then you're like, oh, it's like, you can see that there are real parts of it. But the actual, you know, when the game of the show is also not true. You know, if if you were watching Who Wants to be a Millionaire for five years and no one ever became a millionaire, you probably would stop watching. Like, what would be the point, (laughs) you know, if, like, no one ever really won? And I think that it's, like, on The Bachelor, it's, like, basically like that now. So if people got married, 
after at the end of every season, do you think you'd be interested in it? More interested in it? I think that, yeah. I think that if it worked, it would be more interesting. Because mm-hmm. then you'd be watching a show for the point of it. <laughs> <laughs> so just going back to the AFR for a second. One thing I did notice was Raven, when they were asking her about like how she feels about Nick, she says she's, and like in Vanessa, she just talks about how happy she is for Nick. And she yeah, doesn't she didn't say, say anything, anything about Vanessa. About Vanessa I don't think she likes her. Yeah, clearly she does. Vanessa wants to be an actress, guys. Um, yeah, and so then after Raven, Vanessa comes out alone, and it is really weird. I mean, uh, that was just very strange. I mean, Vanessa basically spends her whole time talking about how difficult it's been with Nick date trying to date. And what's what I thought was really strange is that usually, like Chris Harrison is asks them about like, oh, it's like so hard to keep this secret. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's two strands. One is that like. The couple has been kind of disparaged, and so Nick kind of gives them the chance to talk about how sad it is that they've been attacked, like JoJo and Jordan, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, they you, I, like it was a little weird, but it was also it seemed more just kind of depressing because clearly the public was like kind of against them. Mm-hmm. And he gives them the chance to respond and feel good. The other side is like, oh, it must be so hard for you to keep the secret. Uh, you yeah, know, it was you know, like Ben and Warren. Born, yeah. Where it's like, oh, and you can't see each other in families, and like they laugh, people laugh, like, oh, we wore some wigs, you know, to like, <laughs> yeah. like visit each other, and like, oh, it's like we feel sad, but like we're so happy you can be in public now, and you can like ch- any like weirdness and stuff, you kind of chalk up to that. Mm-hmm. But what's so crazy about Nick and Vanessa was like, there she was talking about how difficult it was, you know, because they're not living in the same country, and then Chris Harrison never swooped in to be like. And you had to keep it secret. <laughs> like it didn't seem he didn't offer any like platitudes about how hard it must be on them because it's secret. Like it was just they were just talking about how hard it was that they were dating each other. Yeah. One thing I did notice is that since Monday night's finale, the only picture that he's posted of him and Vanessa was this picture with his Dancing with the Star co-star and her baby like, to show that she has a baby and maybe he and won't be sleeping with her immediately. <laughs> yeah. But like the only picture he posted after the finale or on the day of the finale was just this one of himself. Or just like him looking away, like all of his other pictures. And it is, like, weird, like, you think there would be some sort of, like, oh, we're so happy to be, like, out in the open, or here's some sort of candid picture, or, like, we're getting lunch, look at Vanessa, isn't she so pretty, and not just this, like, very posed picture, and, like, I don't know, I'm sure they're very busy and don't want to judge them, (laughs) even though that's what we've been doing for the past hour. Yeah, well, I will, I'll give you one defense, one chance to come to their defense, because when they were doing the proposal, you did seem to be touched by Yeah, I was very touched, I was. I think that I think that they like each other. I think they have a lot of feelings for each other. I think they also want to be famous. I think people who want to be famous can still have emotions. <laughs> I just think that we should all deserve to know that they want to be famous. Yeah. So wrapping up, Sam, who from this season do you want to see in Paradise besides Raven, who we already know is going there? And Alexis is going also. I think she's right. I mean, she's said. I'm not sure they said it like on a show. They said anything, at the Women's Hall. I think. All they said. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm. Sh- I bet all the money in my pockets that they get they get Corinne. On I think it. Corinne is maybe is also already announced she's on it. Has she announced? I thought she was like playing like maybe. Oh okay. I don't know though. I'm sure she'll be on it. I'm sure she'll be there. It's weird. It's like oh yeah, like I like Christina. Like I you know, it'd be great if she could you know find. Do I? I wish Christina would find love like in human life 
do I wish her to find love like on Bachelor in Paradise? Paradise like, has a much better track record. <laughs> no, it does. Yes, it, it does. Well, there's one. Jade and Tanner got married. And we obviously like them a lot, but... And Carly and Evan I still would never solid. wish that on someone. Uh, do you have, Who do you want to see? I don't know. At this point, I'm just trying to even remember, like, who was on the season. Yeah, I've already like forgotten them. I am not interested in seeing Josephine. I don't <laughs> want them to put them on there just because she's, you know... Wacky. Wacky. I wouldn't mind seeing Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine seemed like fun. I would think Danielle L would be there, but apparently she's dating Luke Pell. Um, well, maybe they'll both be there. Maybe they'll both be there. That'd be smart. Yeah, Danielle L seems like a good person to go on. Um, What do you hope to see for next season? Are you going to watch? Or are you going to close uh, your Bachelor book forever? I mean, I'll definitely watch. Maybe we'll, we'll do this podcast again. We don't know yet. Oh, yeah. So here's another thing, guys. If you've listened to this podcast and you've enjoyed uh, taking this journey with us, let us know. Tweet at us. Email us at Most Dramatic Pod and say that you'd like us to keep doing it and that you don't want Sam to back out. <laughs> Anything to add? If he wants to stop, also send your emails and <laughs> saying stop, stop. We'll count them. We'll make a tally. Um, yeah. This has been possibly the last episode of the most dramatic bachelor podcast yet. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at most dramatic pod uh, or on email <laughs> most dramatic pod at gmail.com. Uh, our logo is created by Lizzie Chalston. Our music, as always, is by Josh Garcia. Until next time, ladies, Nick, the final rose. <laughs> <laughs>